Jack and Josh wave goodbye to the boom that has come and gone, and now ponder once again on what it truly means to be grown-ups. Two. <laughs> this is Truly Happily Madison. Josh, hit the theme! Oh, hi. Hi, Josh. How's it going? It's good, thanks. Oh, oh, it's amazing. It's nice sunny weather. It's, uh, it's a nice, like, wonderful world we're living in. How are you? It's too fucking hot, man. Like... It's, too, it's too dumb. <laughs> As I, I already sung Cole Porter to you earlier, but, you know, like, um, yeah, it is too dumb. Oh, I didn't hot. get it. Oh, oh no, that's what it was. Okay. That's yeah. all right. You're just not musically inclined. No, I hate it. <sighs> That's okay. what people at home should know from the theme song. Not musically inclined. <laughs> oh, I love it when you hit the theme. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, Josh oh. Pappenheim. Josh Pappenheim. Yes. <sighs> One, Jack not, Gregson. Thank you for saying my name, as you <laughs> often forget to do so. Um, it's another week. Another... Uh. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're out of the 2012. We're into 2013. We're talking... Because... In case people who have tuned in don't know that each week your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. Flawless. And of course, we're not alone. (gasps) We're not alone. First time returning guests ever. We've never had a returning guest. No one has has ever wanted to come back. From the podcast like it's 1999 podcast and the podcast like it's 1989 Patreon. Soon to be podcast like it's 2009, I'm assuming. Um, one episode. We are doing a one episode 2009, correct? That's all, oh, that's yes. all 09 uh, demands of us. One episode. <laughs> one movie. So, uh, Phil Escove and Kenny Nybart, welcome back to the show. I'm honored. Thanks for having us back. After we demanded it, thank you for having us back. <laughs> The fans we, demanded uh, it. They did. They did. You know what they haven't demanded, though? They have not demanded a Grown Ups 3. You say that. You say that, <laughs> but, sir, you you are wrong because well, I'm sure I, I, will, I will tell you about it later. <laughs> um, but I, I, what I want to say is that, yes, we're here talking about Grown Ups 2, and what better way to talk about the first film that Adam Sandler has done as a sequel... Than to have, than to have our first returning guests. No, I I agree that that's a. I can't believe this is his first (laughs) sequel. That's pretty crazy to think about. I mean, if we don't count like Hotel Transylvania, it's his only sequel. Why would we not count Hotel Transylvania? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not coming back for Hotel Transylvania Four. Oh, he's not? Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, it's some guy doing it. It's just, it's literally, it's everyone else has come back, and it's a guy doing an Adam Sandler impression. Yeah, who's going to do the dumb, fake Gru voice now? (laughs) Who could possibly? uh, We'll say real fast, are those Happy Madison movies? Um, Technically not. They're not? They they are, like, I but like, So you don't have to do them. I think we might do okay. a bonus one where we talk about all four in one. <laughs> they're they're not bad. 
I like them. They're pretty fun. What I was going to say is that in his filmography, I would say that Grown Ups is the film that least begs a sequel. Or one of the <laughs> films that least begs a sequel. Mm. Right? Like, he's made... Fi- like, The Waterboy, for instance. Right? Like, you could have made a Waterboy, too. Mm. Like, a bigger you- daddy? <laughs> yeah. Bigger daddy, indeed. The biggest daddy. The biggest daddy. Oh my god, the biggest daddy. Oh, what a trilogy. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Phil. I think it's every crazy. single Adam Sandler movie should be sequelized before this uh, film. <laughs> that being said, two spang, two lish. There was a two spangalo. Two. There was a two You guys, um, you guys like this movie, right? <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, are we going to get into that that quick? But like, yeah, I'm going to say, this is fucking good. This movie's good, right? <laughs> it's, it's good. It's a really good movie. I don't know if I'd say I right. like it, but I'll you're going to say you love it. I, I love it. Um, no, I'll say that. It's definitely better than the first one. Oh, I think that Jack and I are on the same wavelength, and Josh and Kenny are very much on the same wavelength. And I will, I'll say this as well. There was a point where I was like, oh, maybe this is good. And then it sort of trailed off for me. But when At what point point was that, Jack? I, I think, like, post-leg break, it kind of loses me. But, um... Right. <laughs> when it just turns into, we're having a party! <laughs> <laughs> I think that, for me, the movie starts with a deer attacking his house. And I was Love like, yes, okay. Yes, 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 So this movie already has made it clear that, like, reality is... Well, I mean, good, sure. That reality and story is not going to be a factor. No. And once I got on its wavelength, I enjoyed it more. Mm. But I think for the first, like, 20 minutes, I was pretty annoyed with it. And then I kind of was like, okay, this movie's just insane. Like, this movie's just, like, there's no... There's less story in this film than the first one. And the first one has, like, no story. Well, let's let's take that as a perfect point. Josh, do you have an IMDb plot synopsis for us? I do. <laughs> I there do. is one? That's surprising. Yep. <laughs> just it just says Lenny Fader lives. <laughs> well, the credit of right of who's written this is going to blow your fucking mind. So oh got him. <laughs> it's William Baldwin. Yeah, <laughs> straight in returning fave. I thought you said William Baldwin. It's William Baldwin. Also, it's Billy. also crazy. Billy nice. Ball. Right, Billy here we Ball. go. After having the greatest time of his life. Three summers ago, Lenny, Adam Sandler, decides he wants to move his family back to his hometown and have them grow up with his gang of childhood friends and their kids. But between old bullies, new bullies, schizophrenic bus drivers, drunk cops on skis, psycho grade school girlfriends, and 400 costume party crashes, he finds out that sometimes crazy follows you. Written by Happy Madison. <laughs> Oddly enough, not the production company, just a guy. Just a guy! A guy who changed his name by deed poll. Yeah. Let me let me um mm. let me give you some stats on this one. This oh, is um, yes. 
This is, uh, of course, directed by the great Dennis Dugan. We bow. Um, This is this is Dennis Dugan's last uh, Happy Madison movie so far. Well, how can you top this? This is his his swan song. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, purely Oscar plays after this one. (laughs) This is like, yeah, this is Phantom Thread for him. He he does have a new movie at the moment on Amazon with like Diane Keaton. Yeah. Oh. Naturally. Naturally. Why not? <laughs> that's, that's how you followed us. <laughs> um, of course, it stars Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, Salma Hayek, and Nick Swartzen as Rob Schneider. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yes, he's the better Rob Schneider. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, every every here. Let me give you my let me give you my my blanket thought real fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah Everything yeah. works. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> No notes, no notes. Came out on the uh, 12th of July 2013, made for a budget of $80 million. Um, How is that possible? Can I just stop you for a second? How is that possible? They had to train a stag to piss standing up. This is true. That, that costs that, money. That is $78 million, everyone. How, yeah, and <laughs> the rest. Think how much. And by the way, it, worth it. Yeah, <laughs> we did this for. I believe in Grown Ups One, we talked about what the above the line cost. Mm. We did what they each probably got, and are we 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 basically were like half the budget is just above the line. Is that basically yeah. what we figured out, give or take? This t- this time, yeah. I'd say it's like two thirds of the got budget be. because <laughs> this, this, this cast is. Quite insane. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, at the domestic box office, this made one hundred and thirty-three point six million, making an extra one hundred and thirteen point three million uh, internationally. Uh, opens at number two behind Despicable Me Two and ahead of Pacific mm. Rim in its opening week, mm. The Heat in its third week, and The Lone Ranger in its second week, sitting at a Rotten Tomato score of eight <laughs> percent. Uh, and going yeah. up against other comedies of 2013, like Movie 43. Oh, that's cool. the worst movie ever made. 21 and over. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not the worst movie ever made. Um, <laughs> <don't think it's, laughs> I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Uh, the, it went up against the Internship, mm. um, uh, um, Delivery Man, all the comedy classics of 2013. Yes, we're talking about those. What's, what are the biggest comedies of 2013? Are those that? Um, Did you just name them? Or am I... No, I think I just picked. Uh, I, I think okay. The Heat was a pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, Where the Millers was pretty big. Mm. Um, right. Uh, right. Okay, Grown 2 was, <laughs> was a, a hit. I guess I'm sort of. In comparison to the first one, the first one was more successful, or were they basically on par with one another? Cause They're I'm kind to... of on par. Which is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Box office performance, like one, the Heat; two, We're the Millers; three, Identity Thief; and only one million less is Grown Ups Two at number and four, oh highest grossing for the year. Wow. I've I, seen I, I hate all of those thief. movies, mm. and yeah. Grown Ups Two is clearly the best and most funny. The best <laughs> yeah, funniest absolutely. Of those four. It's not That's even a fair. question. I, I want to make something very clear going into this podcast. <laughs> I am not trolling. Yeah, no, this <laughs> is there, a bit. This is I not am a bit. not. I don't troll. My life. My, my, I'm, I'm the most sincere person you'll ever meet. I'm just a man yeah, of weird yeah. tastes. And this <laughs> movie. I am not kidding you when I tell you. The following day, 
I was having all these weird, like, <laughs> fucking physical ailments. Pains in my ribs and back and knees from slapping them so hard. <laughs> I was trying. I, I, w- I was coughing. I, I'm not telling you my lung is. St- my, my, my throat has still not recovered by how much I laughed. And I'm a adult 30, 39 year old man. I've seen it all. I never laugh at movies. Even movies I think are funny. I was. Dying. I thought this movie was so fucking funny. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He, so, uh, Kenny's text to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you one of oh them. Yes, read, them just, read them all. Read them all. Okay. I'm honestly dying with caps. Lols. That was his, that was his first caps text. To me. Uh Then I think my. F- <laughs> then he just texted me masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Everyone is on fire. I think it's my favorite Sandler comedy. I mean, it was just like it's. I mean, listen. I I I went through a bit of a journey with this movie because I did mm. find myself sort of um, because. I Wait, like hold. Do, do, do you guys have more business before we, uh, yeah, we get into? I mean, it? I mean, like the only thing I was going to say is it made thirty million less than the first one um, worldwide. Okay. Like, um, did it cost which, the same? Um, yes, basically. Okay. Well, this one, as we're probably going to get into, has a has a more refined sense of comedy. <laughs> Without feel. question. Without question. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hold on. Hold on. All right, go ahead. Refined? Like, yeah. that's the yes. word you would use for this? I think it's really honed yes. in on one specific form of comedy, and it's just hit that constantly. You know what? I'm not against it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, I think uh, when I was watching it... I was thinking about we had the discussion on like Richard Linklater hangout movies yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. the first one. This one is essentially like a remake of Dazed and Confused. It's the last day of school. Yes. It's uh, just people yes. just hanging out, getting into Summertime. into business. Ends at like a big party, like um, and. I'm kind of here for it. It's a lot like Dazed and Confused. It's an episodic mm. movie. There are these little, like, the thing that I, all right, so there's so many things I loved about this movie. I, I mean, I can go on for a long time, but what I actually loved about this movie on a global on a global thing was all the little episodes, these little vignettes they put together are actually funny. Yeah. Um, whereas in the first one, everything was so forced and uncomfortable and sure. weird and mean and dirty and nasty and like yeah, yeah. They, they, they're so they, they were they, they it was punching down over and over it was about bullying and it was about it was like the first one really was an awful movie and I think we expressed that this has just been like everything's been dropped the, the jokes are on the main people you're generally punching up um, yeah. it's so gonzo like so <laughs> gonzo it's so like doesn't give a fuck and as I said to Phil, and this is how I feel about this, I feel like the first one felt very much like uh, they were trying to figure out together what they, what they do together that other people like. Whereas this one, they just kind of were like, what do we like? What do we yeah. think is funny? We think it's Again. hilarious when Swartzton, like falls on his ass. Let's do that. But we think all this stuff is just, it's just so funny. The characters are so specific. The jokes are... So clear, like, like mm. the Sherry O'Terry bit, the elevation of that bit throughout the course of the movie is so 
funny. Probably my favorite thing in the movie is it's the Sherry stuff. It's I, so okay. silly and weird and funny and awesome. And she's Buscemi's wife. Oh. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> that twist is a great twist as well. And he's incredible. just holding the mayonnaise. He's holding the mayonnaise in the supermarket, doing little pumps with it, and a little punch. <laughs> Phil shook his head about the Sherry Terry thing. You don't think that's funny? That's good I, stuff. Okay, so hold on. I, well, for, first and foremost, specifically, the Sherry O'Terry stuff was fine. I didn't love it. It ranks in the middle in terms of the jokes in this movie. But I wanted to kind of comment on on the from the global perspective that you were speaking of, Kenny, because I agree with you, and I think that. <laughs> it's kind we of ironic a global to say podcast, it, or, si- so it's good. or si- si- silly to say it, but I actually think that in a weird way they resented the structure that existed in the first one, like mm. that there was any semblance of a story. They, they were should. too. I agree. They were too confined by the. I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of being serious though. Like I really I legitimately think that this film gave them the freedom, as Kenny was mentioning, to kind of just go balls to the walls and to just have super random shit going on which is legitimately funnier than the forced nonsense that existed in the first one so this movie is unquestionably better than the first one however this still isn't really my brand of comedy for all (laughs) intents and purposes so there's still like i'm not gonna like say that i'm a hundred percent on board with it sherry o'terry sherry o'terry saying she was dating Lenny yes. in sixth grade, <laughs> and she's been holding on to the letter he wrote her. Correct. And he she yeah. shows Selma Hayek the letter, and the letter yeah. is, "Do you prefer my?" Ha-? She writes to him, "Do you prefer my hair in a headband or beret?" And he writes back, "Beret." And she's yeah. been wearing a beret, a beret, <laughs> dude, a beret in her hair for yeah. twenty years because Lenny liked it. Is and it's so that's funny. good stuff. And, and the way she, the way she, <laughs> she the way plays she it so well. She plays it so the way she won't walk into the party with Buscemi, and she's so yeah. mad at him because he's not Lenny. It, yeah. It's like, uh, again, like I agree, it's middle of the road because yeah. the funniest joke in the whole thing is when fucking Nick Swartz sits in the in the cave art. And he goes, there's a raft in there? And he opens it up <laughs> and it blows him across. And then they come back to it later. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. see, there's nothing gross about that. There's nothing weird correct, about that. Correct. There's nothing mean yes. about that. That is just yeah. a silly observational joke taken to a Happy Madison extreme. I sure. wish this is what the kind of stuff they did. I wish this was his entire... I don't disagree with any of that. Out, the, the entire Happy Madison output, because it just reminds me, like, the kind of bullshitty things I loved about Billy Madison. Like, when I was a kid, mm. I thought I thought the shampoo-conditioner fight was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right? Like, that kind of stupid little shit would just kill me. Stop looking at me, Swan. And stop looking at me, Swan, is great. Like, and, Good and, stuff. And I, and I thought it was so funny when... I mean, just I thought it was so funny when the, uh, the clown who fell and... Broke his dog. Yeah. And he kisses hey, it's me. I bet you thought that I was dead. Like that kind of yeah, crazy gonzo shit is what I loved about Sandler. And I loved yeah. Chubbs getting his hand eaten off. Like that's why I got into <laughs> this dude, right? His Kenny, early I'm, shit. I'm curious, and, did you see That's My Boy? I never saw That's My Boy. You just did it, I, right? Two, yeah, two episodes ago? 
I think you'd like That's My Boy. I agree. Because that would? feels like a sea change back it, to this kind of comedy. It does have right. some of the mean-spiritedness that someone oh, yeah, has yeah. become known for. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like, so, but it also goes to some of the strangest places I think I've seen a mainstream <laughs> comedy film go. That's what I want. Which is uh, represented by its terrible box office. Yeah. Uh, Do you think also... there's also... A, a, a Lonely Island influence there a little bit too, to some mm. degree, just with the Adam, the... Yeah, that feels like a weird, like, feedback loop of, like, right, obviously right. Lonely Island like, influenced by Adam Sandler, and then they're yes. kind of, like, coming back in and feeding it back yes. and being like, I think it- you need to get back to this, you fuck. Stop making, <laughs> like, weird racist comedies. Yeah, I think it is more of, like, putting that, like, new blood into it and just mm. making it feel young again um because obviously he's just been working with these same people the whole time which yeah, is yeah. a blessing in this movie but i also there, there is the car wash scene which is i think one of my is definitely a standout it's a silly moment brilliant stuff. it's brilliant stuff. right because like what's great about <laughs> it like the eight is, hottest ho- hottest fucking comedy stars <laughs> well, yeah, right. go ahead. <laughs> but i just but i think that it's it, it speaks to sort of what i was saying and, and what, what Josh was saying too of, of the fact that Lonely Island was inspired by Adam Sandler they were big fans of Adam Sandler's stuff and then to see them all at this car wash really does kind of mm. give you a sense of like what he's accomplished like what what his sort of because like you got SNL guys there as well as Lonely Island guys like it all just feels very sort of organic it's a lovely moment as well as being I, w- I want to say one more thing about that scene because that yeah. is the most mature scene Adam Sandler's ever put in any of his movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's there's a there's a all right so so comedy of the eight, of the nineties and two uh, thousands and twenty tens trafficked a lot in gay panic, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and uh, looking back, that's very embarrassing for everybody involved. This is not. First of all, this is uh, this undercuts the uh, objectification. That is also the objectification of women, which like Deuce Bigelow does really nicely too, actually. But yeah. uh, cut, so it undercuts the objectification of women that's right throughout fucking Grown Ups that we all railed against, that we're like oh about. So yeah. there's that, and then the 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 way you put those, I think it's like eight guys, like like the three Lonely Island guys, Bobby Moynihan, Taron Killam, um, big guys, right? All like Will big Forte, guys. Oh, Will Forte, Will yeah. Forte. Yeah. The way you put these guys in that role. Uh, I think, to me, almost puts a fucking period on the era of gay panic. Because it, it, it's not mm. so much a gay panic joke anymore. It's that everybody's kind of moving on past this part of our collective comedy career. And I'm, I think it's really kind of wonderful. It is a lovely moment. It's a passing of the guard. It doesn't feel like hazing, which I think it would have felt like you know, yeah, 10 years yeah. before, it felt feels like everybody kind of saying, like, the objectification that we were doing is fucked up. I also you know, think it, it has a great moment when uh, it's Taron, right? Is that his, It's disgusting. Uh, Don't yeah. mention this moment. Taron killed him? He, oh, no! Slowly <laughs> says the word pussy. Burge. <laughs> oh, not oh, that. No, no. I'm talking about him looking says, directly into Kevin James's uh, eyes yeah, and right. slowly mouthing the word pussy. But when he slowly mouths the word bird shit and then licks the bird oh, and then licks the... Yeah. <laughs> that is also yeah. disgusting. But, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, I, I mean... Taron Killam's an excellent commits. actor. He's an excellent Phenomenal. actor. The scene really commits to it. I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed that scene. But anyway, yes, sorry. 
It is wild that this was the best comedy of 2013. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, what else no is there? No question about it. No question. I mean, I'm curious what the Golden Globes nominated for best comedy or musical over you should, this. You should look that up. I'd be curious. Well, I should. I should. Like, um, but, of course, we shouldn't really pay attention to the Golden but Globes. But I, I, I want to just... Because I think it's, it, it, it speaks to what Josh and, and Kenny are saying about how sort of committed this movie is to a different brand of comedy than the first one is. Mm. And it really makes that abundantly clear right out of the gate with a deer pissing in Adam Sandler's mouth and then a deer <laughs> pissing in his son's mouth. And a de- like, it, it's, it, it really just, the absurdity of it is right there out of the gate. This movie saying like, we're doing something different. And that whole scene is funny too. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it's not. It's just no, I know, I know you're not. I know you're not. But you're highlighting like the the grossest parts of it, which is like that. I, I think it's funny to be honest. But like the funniest part of that entire, you know, set piece is yeah. when Adam Sandler and his thumb throw laundry at him. Like the best, <laughs> like, they throw laundry. Or, or or I like the stuff. I like the I like the deer's eye view when they're going when, when they figure out that the deer is just into Mr. Gigglesworth. Who's the girl's uh, monkey toy? Yeah, they're just and moving you're, you're, it back and be, forth. It's just, it's so much cleaner and crisper than most of these Happy Madison movies from this era. I have thoughts about the stag. You have Go thoughts ahead. Because <laughs> I've seen this film before. I'm not sure about anyone else if they've seen this film before. No, why I've would I think to myself? <laughs> so I've seen, well, I have a story about that for later. I think I've only seen, like, I think I, when I was making an Adam Sandler promo once, I, like, spooled through clips of it, but, uh, yeah, I haven't seen But you didn't it. pick up the, the rich <laughs> context of what was happening, of the right. scenes that were unfolding. No. But that's what I want to speak to yeah. today, is this was the first time I thought, why a stag? <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to think about the name of the film Grown Ups. And it's not it's not a stag, is it? It's a young buck. It's a young buck that comes charging through his house. Wait, on the eve on the eve of him finding out that he's about to have another child before he goes on this Joycean quest through the town. This film, oh my god, is a character piece about what it means to be accepting of being a grown-up when your youth is on the cusp of being reclaimed. Oh my god, he's right. By I the way, he's right. Uh, by the way, jo- <laughs> by the way, Joycean is so, um, the only. So uh, I should point out that that Josh has been doing this for every film, <laughs> <laughs> but he's right about this one because all right, so. Joycean is the only appropriate uh, uh, adjective for this movie. It's the only thing mm. that makes sense because it does have a, joy- <laughs> it does have a distinct, is distinctly Joycean rhythm to it. Uh, because the, because if, you, if you think about it, if you think about it from a tonal perspective, it doesn't make any sense no. unless you look at it as a whole. <laughs> yeah, and you understand but you that you understand that life makes no sense in the various rhythms of a particular neighborhood, particular area. Um, never it's really makes sense. It's specific absurdism. There's also, there's a giant callback to it. It bookends the movie. Exactly. Like, the buck mm. comes back to, to bite Taylor Lautner in the crotch. Yeah, defeating mm-hmm. another young buck. Defeating before child- retreating yeah. off into the, the distance. The, you, the you, miscreants of childhood. How often mm. do you guys, um, do you guys quote Armand White while doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we have done. Have we? How could you not? We have we have quoted Armand White. We definitely quoted Armand White on the the I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry episode because he said it was one of the greatest like comedies ever. Oh, Stop yeah. it. oh that guy! <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> at the risk of being Armand White. <laughs> Never a better opening to a sentence. A, a, you've already introduced yourself as not a troll, so you're not Armand White. <laughs> no, no, also, you, you I, can't be Armand I, White because you, because the film is genuinely good and you wouldn't say <laughs> a good thing about it. <laughs> I I do wonder, if this is going to sound so stupid, I do wonder how much of a troll Armand White is. Because mm. Armand White has the ability to write so eloquently about this stuff and, and when you read his review of Jack and Jill, or I now pronounce you Larry and Chuck, or Grown Ups too, you do start to be like, yeah, that reading is there. Shit, <laughs> you're maybe. Not, you're not maybe. pulling this out of the thin end. That's like, yeah. <laughs> he, like, I, I, I'll say I this. I don't disagree with you, Kenny. I don't think he is a shitster for the sake of being a shitster. Really like I don't, don't think he's a troll. Look, I really I think, think he fucking hates elite yes. criticism. I yes. think he yes, fucking yes, yes, yes. hates snobbery. Yes. I think he hate. I, I really like deep down in his bones. I think he is a Trumpian figure who has yes. never been accepted by the group of people he wants to be accepted by, and has turned completely 180 mm. and now is basically saying you're a phony you're a phony you're a phony you're a phony i can do this with any fucking film in the world here's jack and jill it's a masterpiece here's why and he does a fairly good job of like of, of saying like this is the jewish experience like writ large <laughs> you know by virtue Shit. of that but, um, i, I but, will say too that yeah. i would not be surprised if in the end we we find out that armand white is is sort of a uh, a giant Andy Kaufman-esque performance piece. Like, I, I would, mm. you know what I mean? Like, there, there's times when I read his stuff and I can't help but feel like he's crawling inside some sort of meta commentary that I'm not entirely sure I get. Mm-mm. But maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I, I think you're not giving him enough credit. Let me take my mask off now. And <laughs> <Yes. it's> <gasps> you did it! It was you! <laughs> Kaiser Soze! I think you're not giving him enough credit. The only, the, the only way a guy like that, I mean... If he is Andy Kaufman, more power to him. But the only way a guy like that is able to do what he's able to do if he truly is if he truly believes it. Like the the Trump I is agree. only able to be Trump because he truly yeah. believes the batshit the batshit stuff. Yeah. And I think Armin White truly believes it. And I also believe it's because like they kind of like kicked him out of the New York Film Critics Circle or whatever the fuck they did to him. Right, 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 right. Right, right. All right. Sorry. Back to Grown Ups Two masterpiece. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want <laughs> yeah, to say um, what it what it lost against uh, Golden yes. Globes for best. Yes, comedy. Yes, please, cool. It was nominated. Um, uh, was it no, nominated it for best comedy? <laughs> it should have been nominated for best comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you looked so excited. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, it's like um, Phil has off, no Ameri- American Hustle won. American what? Hustle won. That's barely. This a is obviously a better movie than that. This is a better. That's true. Hers nominated. I like her. I like Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. I like these are not comedies. None of these are comedies. <laughs> Lewin Davis is um, a musical. Yeah, right. Um, her is uh, not a comedy. I don't get that. It's a nice comparison. It's what are the other at the two? end as well. Uh, Nebraska from Star of Grown Horrible Ups to film. Will Forte. Kenny's film. favorite filmmaker, yeah. Alexander Payne. Yeah, yeah. not and, funny. Uh, the, <laughs> and The Wolf of Wall Street, which I like. 
These pretty none strong of these year. are overt comedies. No, I mean, no. The, they gave it to the worst movie in the bunch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's the wildest thing about that, yeah. that series yeah. of nominations. But, that, that's but they also, weird... the second wildest thing is that Grown Ups 2 is not nominated. That is insane. But I would just, I, but, but I think we can all agree, like, none of those five movies would be in the comedy section of a video store. No. I feel like, yeah, no. <laughs> right? No, this was, yeah, I can, this I, was the period looks... of time... With the exception of Lewin Davis, where they've always done that thing where if it's, you know, diegetic music, they pretend like it's a musical when it's not. Right, right. But, yeah. uh, they, did, they didn't do it for fucking, um... They didn't do it for Star is Born. I know. Yeah. And, more, and more, more power to him, by the way. Like, more, like more power to him. That is, an, that is an adult decision to not want that But they did it for fucking... The same year, they did it as for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, because they're because they have no guts, because they have no balls. Yeah, it's a fucking they're a fucking. Uh, There's a reason, like we should we can't wimps. litigate the Golden Globes. They've been litigated. To we death. did litigate That's the right. Golden Globes, and it was a blast. But yeah, yeah I love the Golden Globes. I'll, I'll miss them very much. <laughs> I like that you just gave them a eulogy. They're done, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, they are. I, very I mean, much done. did this? I mean, they were any, done for uh, me when they didn't nominate Grown Ups too. Did this win best <laughs> uh, the line the of the year died. like the first Grown Ups did? At the, um, uh, at the MTV, I mean, we'll we'll get to or? we'll get to okay, awards, okay. but um, sadly, no, no, no. Please don't. We 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 got it, to awards early last week. It was I'm like, chocolate yeah, wasted. Was the line? I'm yep. chocolate wasted. Yeah, was, yeah. I and want to get like, chocolate wasted. Not I am. Yes. I want to get chocolate wasted. And it beat like true. Luke I am your father there. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It beat like every line from the social. Here's network. looking at you, kid. It beat that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, sadly, no. There was the the, the best line award was not given to um, Grown Ups Two. But what you know what? It would, you, I don't know. I don't have the answer to? up. Because <laughs> like there is. I, don't even, stand I, I, I wrote. I wrote some down. I wrote some. I wrote, yeah, some, I wrote, I wrote some possibilities. Oh, do you have some I, favorite lines, Kenny? Well, I already said it. I love the "Is there a raft in there?" That just fucking killed. Or there's a raft in there. Uh, my, about say my, it's true, even if it isn't. Say it's true, even if it isn't. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty. My good. favorite oh, line oh, oh. is, um, is uh, "That's butter, son." Oh, yes, but this yeah. is the richest. We said this is the richest pudding I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that the, the dumb kid was great. That's, like every that, every character has like a specific little thing. When it's, the dumb kid started, true. I really didn't it's, like it, and then when it carried on, I was like, "This is fantastic!" And then just this when is he's great stuff. There, it was like a family guy joke. Spoon yeah. is one. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna. All right, so I have, I have, um, I have eight nieces and nephews. Nine, okay. nine nieces and wow. nephews. Right. So I'm not gonna tell you which one of these said it, but one of my nieces <laughs> or nephews. And I, I could show you almost an example because it was like this, right? This is you okay. know, you've seen this. You know what it's this is? It's a candle. Correct. Yeah, it's a candle. <laughs> it's a candle. It was a it, it was a uh, candle with with brown with with brown uh, wax. He put right. it down in front of his mother. So I guess you know it's one of the boys. He put it down in front of his mother, <laughs> and he goes, "Mom, the coffee's frozen," and he ran off. <laughs> <laughs> Is this kid's name actually Bean? <laughs> I don't want to say what his name. Oh. The mom, coffee's frozen, and he ran off. So That's I, I have fantastic. experience with. I like, can't with, believe with, Kevin James is your with brother. A with a butter, with a butter My favorite line, um, yeah. aside from that, was uh, Nick Swartzen is naked 
on uh, the island. He's just naked most of this movie. Mm. Yeah. And uh, someone says, why are you naked? He goes, global warming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> This is, this is the be- this is the best Nick Swanson has been in any of these movies. I you agree. Had to, you had to watch Bucky yeah. Larson, right? We we watched Bucky Larson. So I'm sorry for Bucky you. Larson. That's a bad thing <laughs> in life. Thanks, buddy. No one else has said sorry yet, and no, that means well, a lot. I, I care. Uh, Nick Swanson he, he, definitely didn't say sorry. I do question the introduction of this character to a certain degree. It because you kind of mentioned or in the in the log line there was this yeah. implication that he's schizophrenic, which I'm not convinced that's I don't, drunk. No, I he's don't think that's drunk, right. right. He's just uh, a massive drunk. person. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I and a, he just commandeers his bus. I have a feeling like <laughs> that role. I, I genuinely do think that role was written as Rob Schneider Correct. breaking up with Joyce Van Patten from the first movie, yep. and oh. like, like he's just like lost it because. There is no reason to give Nick Swanson Rob Schneider's wig from the first movie. In That's one. so true! And yeah, they've definitely done it. Do, um, do they ever say his name in this movie? Yeah, like, he's or, just, he's they Nick. call him Nick. His name's oh. Nick, yeah. Just like, just like when Peter Dante shows up and calls himself yeah. Officer Peter Dante. Yeah, I love it! I love it! It's so funny. Obviously he, character he, of the year. Oh, oh. His, his little run about the, the Peter Dante who's dead is the funniest thing of all time. He's, he, he's, what, he's one of the players in uh in happy madison movies swartzen's in yeah. a lot the guy with the eyes in a lot yeah. you guys yeah. know these names fucking, i'm sure yeah, what, jonathan Lofgren. What, what about fucking alan cova fucking alan cova having to show up in this movie is the one thing yeah. that ruined Cove my was day. the teacher right alan cova yeah. do you know who was originally offered the role of the teacher no. brad pitt what <laughs> should have taken it he should have taken it. <laughs> Buscemi is so much smarter than the rest of his fellow serious actors because Buscemi is the only one who gets that this is the, the this is like the the best most fun place to be playing. Absolutely. Shaq gets it. <laughs> yes, okay, Shaq so gets I, it. I, he gets lathered down. That's nice. I I do have to ask because I don't I didn't really get the Tim Meadows stuff or his family. What? <laughs> Tim Meadows is probably my least favorite I mean, part. I teed that out. That, that was the funniest thing. Josh, At the beginning, I was like, "Oh, I hate this," and by the Josh, end, it's like so a laugh every you time. Just drop that. Yo, they have a they have a catchphrase. Like, the, the like eighth most important family. Yo, and Bumpy was so funny. Bumpy was legitimately yeah, hilarious. Bumpy was good. I, I just didn't I really know, wish I had his I rap did, I did down. like Chris Rock just saying she's not going to go out with a kid called Bumpty. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like Chris Rock strangling Tim Meadows in the, uh, yeah. Oh, that I mean, was nice. But Shaq was great. Shaq's revealed that he's bald and that, that he has to obviously be the brother of Tim Meadows just because yeah. they have the same hair. Please don't um, hit me. <laughs> Please don't hit me. It's pretty good. Shaq was so. Shaq funny. was funny. This is his second like, happy. But then I saw the movie. Papa John's vit, uh, commercial the other day, and I was like, "Oh, so this is like a bit that Shaq's doing?" Just like that was funny too. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Dude, that, that was, have you guys seen this bit? No, no. So yeah, the, can you explain the, the Papa the John's commercial? commercial? Right, you, have you guys seen Undercover Boss? Did you get that? You I know, know what that is. Uh, For your listeners I, in the UK. Undercover Boss yeah. was a show where where really really rich CEOs of companies put on the world's worst fucking disguises, <laughs> go go undercover oh. in their in their own companies, 
to and yeah, listen to the horrible sob stories that their you know service workers tell them, and then at the end they pull their wigs off, reveal that they're the CEO that the person's never ever seen anyway, and like <laughs> fucking it's a game show basically where they give them like scholarships. Or, or, they did a great a new, SNL or, bit or, where Kylo or Ren Jetta. goes in as a as a trust oh, oh, and then he's in the yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, 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 that's that. Like, yeah, that's the thing that people over here probably have seen. Yeah. So uh, Shaq owns a lot of Papa Johns. You guys know what Papa Johns is. Yes. Shaq owns Papa Johns. Or no, like, no, he does he's, he's a franchiser. Like yeah. Papa Johns, wow. as you know, <laughs> Peyton Manning owns a lot of Papa Johns. Like that's just something they've they've done with with celebrity athletes. So he goes into his store with a gray wig and mustache. I was gonna say, how are you gonna dress him up? I know, and he orders and then he takes he takes I'm, it I'm, off like he takes it off seconds into the commercial. He's like, Yeah, it was me the whole time. And the guy behind the counter <laughs> is it, the guy behind the counter is like, Yeah, I knew I knew it was you. Yeah, man. You're eight feet tall. Josh, you say how are you gonna how are you gonna dress him up? You've seen Jack and Jill. Where he has a wig. Oh, he on. has a wig, yeah, and he's yeah. unrecognizable. Sorry, that's true. Uh, yeah, unrecognizable. <laughs> so Shaq is Shaq one is of the excellent. Happy Madison players now, it seems. He, yes. Yeah. I think he's only in two, but um, he's definitely in the one. Who is the best in this movie, and there's a right answer? Oh, boy. Phil, Ooh. don't answer. Phil, you might know. Phil, you might know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've got my personal one, but I need to find out what the fuck his name is. Oh, wait, wait, you guys do MVPs at the end, right? I'll save it. I'll we save do it. MVPs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll save it for MVPs. I'll save it. I'll save it. I mean, well, I'm going to say that my the person I think is best isn't the MVP, because the MVP oh, is something else. But, yeah, so I'm going to come out and say who I think the best person is, who gave me the most... Is it the same person who was your MVP for That's My Boy? Because that's kind of who I'm feeling. <laughs> No, and I can't remember who that was. That was oh. a week ago. <laughs> I have a memory of a very idiotic goldfish. But no, it is Alexander Ludwig oh. as Brayden. Who's Brayden? Oh, oh, the son. Higgins' son, yeah. The son. Uh, David Spade's son. Just so like... Did he, did he call himself like Z-Dog, though? Oh, At one I point, the, I think the frat boys call him that. Because my son, who I watched it with, who also thought this was the funniest movie he's ever seen, and has very refined yes. taste. I'm not yeah, kidding. The kid's, favorite, the kid's favorite movie is Parasite. He's a nine-year-old. Uh, he thought Grown Ups mm. 2 is his favorite movie ever. Or the funniest movie he's ever seen. Uh, kept calling him Z-Dog the whole time. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Mm. I mean, I, mean sure. I know um, uh, 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 Worst Idea Ever podcast, um, the podcast that watched this film once a week for a year once a week um, for a year yeah they are oh uh, they they well, about five weeks in they realize that no one ever says chris rock's character's name Fuck, that's <laughs> so true <laughs> so like it is impossible to like figure out who people are in this movie but yeah. um, can you tell me more about this podcast oh you gotta I, listen to this podcast oh it's so good it's um, incredible that yeah they did a special what? At the oh turn of last year, where they watched Cats every day for a week, that's not in the really cinema. Good. That was pretty good. That's they did. They followed. They followed Grown Ups Two up with Sex in the City Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Um, Wait, Kenny, did you ever finish Cats? Did you ever uh, see the end? No, of Cats, no, we we, we no. walked out. We walked out. You don't know what happens. No, you're still I, in the <laughs> cinema, man. You're still <laughs> in the cinema. You never left the cinema after watching Cats. I, uh, well, look, I've seen Cats on Broadway, and uh, and I did actually catch the last like ten minutes. But I know what happens. I mean, you know, Grisella. you haven't you haven't really 
you haven't Grisella really lived the gutter until... cat goes to oh, they're all gutter cats right Grisella but... the gutter cat <laughs> goes to heaven or the you yeah. know the heavy Correct. side place the heavy side heavy... layer no the heavy side layer the heavy side, the side, heavy layer. side layer and it's and basically I, but, but, but Judy no. Dench looks down the barrel of the lens and yep. just talks at you for like 10 minutes that bit about... is fucking nightmarish it's fucking <laughs> it's it never ends but I she does you, let you know that cats are not a, a dog, dog. <laughs> which is very important <laughs> it's very is, important the movie to is a shocking I mean, I, it's, it's what it is. That's um, like that's I, I, that's what I did on New Year's Eve, 2019. That was my that was my oh, my god. Uh, my you life. made the you correct Jellicle choice. No, because I'd already seen I'd already seen Rise of Skywalker. I knew the <laughs> pandemic was coming. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, fuck that. Oh. Shots fired. <laughs> um. um. Okay. So can I ask these dudes? Uh, <laughs> with these dudes, the worst idea, the world's idea, of, the worst idea of all time. Worst idea yes. of all time. This is the what they did the first uh, time. You, yeah. uh, the first season they watched this ep- this this movie for a year. Yes. Uh, when did they realize it was good? <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. I mean, I, uh, Josh, I you know. interviewed them once. You did you ask them this question? No. Well, I say no. It wasn't an interview. It was when I was working at Comedy Central. Um, did I? No, I did interview. Did I? I think I did. I did. Yes. I can't I remember no anything. Idea. But I got them. <laughs> Can you remember what I did with my life? No, I did. I interviewed them about Paul Blart Two for something else. Um, but I got them to record an intro because Grown Ups Two was playing on Comedy Central TV's channel in the UK, and I got them to record a little intro for Social. And yeah, their major um, tip was to keep an eye out for whatever Patrick Schwarzenegger was doing. <laughs> That seems to be their he's one of the boys. Yeah. That seems to be their shtick, but I mean, I'll read this a little bit. The original concept that stated in the first episode was to watch Grown Ups 2, un- quote-unquote, until it became worthwhile, which I assumed was the first episode. <laughs> Immediately. And Phil, you should, you should also know, some other films that were considered for season one were Con Air and The Room, but they were passed over for being too good and too bad, respectively. And uh, obviously Con Air is too good. Uh, the yeah. Room is also too good. But I could never Same. watch yeah, that movie week, week after week. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I I don't know. I this movie is. I went into this with exceedingly low expectations. Like I did not. I was. We Same. all. The first one I. was is bad. Um, and and as I said, I once I realized what wavelength it was on, I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, but I'm I'm kind of shocked by how. How this this group or this troop <laughs> has gamed the system to mm. be able to make two of these movies, and I would argue well, a lot of Adam Sandler movies in general, which is just like let's all just hang out; it'll be fun. We'll do like you know a stupid comedy. I, I don't know. It's well, anyway. something uh, we talked about recently. Is because so, so twenty twelve is like the worst box office year for Happy Madison. Okay. Um, that's my boy is like Sandler's lowest grossing film since um, oh, wow. okay. Little Nicky and it's the like it's first film in years to like not make its budget back mm. worldwide um, and then uh, Here Comes the Boom is also like a pretty big flop now obviously good flick though right guys Okay. Okay. Fair. fair, fair, fair. <laughs> not as good as this. I'm not trying to say it is. Not as good as. Not as good as this. this it was one, one I isn't... thought I really loved, and then we watched it again, and I was like, "Oh no." No, that's fair. That's fair. This that's one isn't shot with a 
weird blue filter all over it, making everyone look dead. Um, <laughs> which immediately brings some life into it somehow. Um, so, obviously, I'm Grown Ups 2 was probably in production before those movies tanked. But there is something a little bit nice of like, oh, going home, going back to home. And something we discussed in the in for the first one is how we talked about like none of those these people seem like friends. No. But and this one they really fucking one, do. They, they do. gel so nicely. And I'm wondering if it is the removal of Rob Schneider <laughs> that just um I think it helps, and I'll tell you why. I think that Rob Schneider in the first movie is the butt of all the jokes. Yes. And yep, 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 it's yep, yep. not a lot of fun to see a group of uh, rich and successful actors who, rel- who, who routinely sp- star in uh, you know hundred million dollar movies, and also David Spade, who has a you know TV show, <laughs> and also David Spade is there. <laughs> also David <Yep>. Spade <laughs> making make, making fun of like their one friend who didn't quite make it, and is constantly mm. you know like constantly just kind of eating shit over the course of his career. He's always been a punchline. Um, yep. So I, that wasn't a lot of fun. You take him out. And they all kind of take turns, with the exception of Sandler, but whatever. They all kind of take turns, like, being the butt of the joke, right? Um, yeah, and, yeah. And David Spade plays th- in this film with, with less, um, what's the word, less, hu- less hubris than I've ever Correct. seen him in a film. Yep. More yep. willing to, you know, make fun of himself, make fun of his appearance, make fun of his, like, totally. you know, his state of kind of uh, arrested development. I mean, there's, the you know, the scene where they ask... Which one of you have been to the, been to a party in the last ten years? The dads mm. raise their hands. You know, not a birthday party. Spade keeps his hands up. A party you were invited to. Like there is <laughs> really something biting about that joke, specifically. Yeah. You know, with all these real life dads and Spade, who is like you know your friend who thought it would be great to be a bachelor throughout his life. And I think that's that kind of dynamic is so much better. And I, just to take what you're saying one step further, Jack, and this is shocking to me. Like, Selma Hayek and I'm Sandler have chemistry in this movie. And they did in the first one. Yeah, that's true. She's got more chemistry with him than she does with him in the first one and with Kevin James in Here Comes the Boom. Boom. It's weird. I also, there's a moment, uh, talking about Spade for a second, there was a moment that that I kind of loved, which is, uh, do you remember when they're, I guess, I think they're at some sort of carnival or whatever, and uh, there's the ice cream machine and they're making the guy look like he's taking yeah. a shit out of the ice cream machine or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So funny. It really cracked a, me up. At that, that's when a, I knew this. That's when I knew the movie had its, its, its claws in me. Because 99 <laughs> out of 100 times, that's the kind of joke that would make me turn it off. But I right. was just dying. Just I thought it was so fucking it. funny. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's your producer, Whitey, here. Um, unfortunately, something went deadly wrong at this point, and uh, our recording cut out. However, we have the Zoom recording, um, which is fine, but it means that uh, myself, producer Whitey, cannot uh, edit between the people talking. So I'm just going to let it play out. Uh, this will go on for about 20 minutes. This impression is getting uh, awful. Bye. But but there's there's someone says to Spade, um, alludes to him having hair plugs, and 
and David Spade goes, yeah, that's not true. Like, I don't know where that started. And you can hear people genuinely laugh around him. Like, it's like there's it's clear that there's like a moment of like improvisation there where yeah, like yeah. he gets weirdly insecure and it feels real. <laughs> and it's just kind of like that type of stuff to your point, Kenny. Like there's a there's a fragility weirdly to David yeah. Spade's performance. Lack in this of vanity. Movie. It's, it's yeah, like, like a humility that is surprising. He's, he's the yeah. only one as well who sort of has the emotional arc with his son. I mean, it's very correct. <laughs> like, but there is yeah. just that moment where where um, his son just goes, "Her name's not Hiccups McGee," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, oh shit." Yeah. Sandler's There's also just made's got to grow up. <laughs> the father-son dynamics, because like this brings up the 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 kind of the randomness of of this this movie just kind of ping pongs all over the place from a story perspective. But you have this moment when Adam Sandler goes uh, teaches his son how to kick field goals, mm. yeah, and yeah. like the kid's really great at it. And then he trips and he breaks his son's leg. And I guess that's basically the end of that storyline. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like good. they birth a storyline, they end a storyline in a matter of like five nothing, minutes. Nothing in this is... film impacts anything else. No. <laughs> that's not true at all, Jack. Come on. <laughs> it all impacts everything else. But that that scene, just as yeah. a vignette, is yes. so funny. It's great. Because you have like you have the whole world stop for a moment, yes. and the whole team looks over, and the coaches look over, and look at that guy. Yeah. Unbelievable that he breaks his tongue. And one of the coaches goes, "Well, that guy's dead." I do love I love the, the like, set up of expectations yeah. and just yeah. breaking yeah. them down. It's really fun. No, I thought I, the weird, I appreciate kind of like meta callback to fucking the yeah. water boy too. Like it's just good it's just crap it's like a weird short film unto itself yes. in the middle of this movie that's right it's, it has like a three-act structure in its own weird way and I, then just kind of just and then the kids in a cast for the rest of the movie that's basically it i kind of feel like instead of writing this movie like someone just called up everyone involved and just be like what do you want to do yeah like, and like to, to the point of like even the kids and like the girl is just like i want to wear boots that i've made uh I want to do the worm yeah. at some point. You know what? Like, yeah, if that's, we'll what, if that's what he did, that was a good yeah. life plan. That was a good yeah. plan. I like that. It's gross. Because it was it's because up. everybody was specific. Like the yeah. girl was that was a specific little shticky thing. Yeah. In the yep. first look, in the first movie, she was the overweight girl who was eating too much. Now yep. she is the girl who has a crush on his son, wears goofy shoes, and is best friends with Chris Rock's daughter. That's much better characterization right there. Yeah. Like just in terms of those those two things, like you can tell how much they've matured in their in their in their confidence that they can actually build real characters. And they do that with every single character it's Every. weird even even chris rock's little baby who just bites ankles has like a shtick well there's also <laughs> it, it speaks to the 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 sketch comedy background of all of these people which is that mm. it does feel like a ton of sketches in the best way right like I, I was just thinking about like the the yoga class where john lovitz is the janitor that they think is the yoga teacher so yeah. they do like five minutes oh. of his of his stuff. stuff until they until he's dragged off um which again is just a great bit like it doesn't it's 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 meaningless it doesn't ultimately really have much to do with anything the yoga teacher does come back but like the, the point i'm trying to make is that it these little vignettes work and oddly speak to each other like there is a chorus of like all of these things kind of making some sense. The first movie, 
everything's so forced, as you said earlier, Kenny, into this, not just a narrative, but forced in terms of like, just not feeling genuine. Mm. These jokes all feel genuine, even if they're yeah. fucking bonkers. No, the, the, they're playing the, yeah, like archetypes is... in the first one. Yes, yes, and yes. And in yes, this yes, one, yes. yeah. Actually, God, I people. hated the first one. The first one is just, <laughs> it's, it is very strange because like, the first one goes through moments where it try it, it thinks it's getting into something deep and something meaningful mm-hmm. and it just yeah. makes the film feel completely false and it falls flat on its face and also like they don't commit to that in any sense this one it just commits hard to being hey guys what's up look over there there's colin quinn shitting on some ice cream look yeah. <laughs> over there there's steve buscemi getting a, a, a his car cleaned by bikini clad women why not it's fun <laughs> sherry o'terry's here too it's just a, it's just like it is genuinely like a trip with your friends and yes. that yes, is yes, what yes, this movie yes. should be you know yes. what it has and it has kind of a springfield vibe springfield vibe too. 100%. yeah fuck. sure like, sure, sure. It, it's just it's very big hearted. The first movie, there's like there there are the bad guys. Buscemi, uh, Tim Meadows, and Colin Quinn are like the bad guys, yeah. and they're also like the losers. And it's not that mm. great. But now they're just part of the fabric. I loved that Colin Quinn was at that dinner at the end. Yeah. I loved that 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 they did have this vibe of like yeah, we're all just friends who give each other shit in the end of the day. And you yeah. know what? There, to your point, Jack the the first one did ha- try to have this like this quote unquote deeper message about friendship yeah. and about finding your roots and about what's important. And you can like, that's so boring and trite and whatever. Yeah. But the, the one thing that this movie tried and nailed was when Colin Quinn's mom, when, when uh, Adam Sandler was thinking about having another kid and can he do it or whatever. Yeah. And she says, you're going to look back at the time. You're going to look back and not even remember a time when you had three kids. And as someone who has four kids, she's right. <laughs> like she's yeah, like, yeah. that's, that's a thing that, like, you know, that actually resonated with me. Um, so I, I, I was, I was touched at that moment, and I thought that was actually, you know, that was actually a good little unobtrusive, you know, uh, not, not like reaching or, or cloying or overly sentimental. It was just a simple line. No, Can I also a, just say really that nice the line. Steve Austin scene at the end, that guy's the best. Yeah. Is he's is, great fucking great like within that scene they were able to capture what they wanted to capture in the first movie and totally failed in the entire duration of it whereas in this this movie that scene it's great it's sweet it's got heart but it's funny like it does all the things that they strive to do I, I, it's it's 100% better than that fucking line of it's time that the faders yeah. Lost. lost for a change. Or <laughs> yeah, something. and, I, and yeah. It, oh. of course it's yeah. better because nobody wants to see that character. I will are, you say... guys, are you guys wrestling fans at all? Yeah, well, I was when I was a kid. Uh, I went through a period a couple of years. Oh, I ago, see. Yeah. yeah, we did this last time. I said, I said, I've seen wrestling. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Austin, as you as you know, you know, was is the Rock. They were the same guy. They were equal. They yeah. were. They were. They yeah, were. Yeah. They were My... equal, if not. My first um, time I watched wrestling, I watched a backlash event, and it was the headline event was um, Triple H versus The Rock. Triple H had um, had um, like I think he had Vince McMahon in his corner, and The Rock had Stone Cold in his corner, and Fuck. Shane McMahon was refing the the event. Oh, I, oh, I know the match. <laughs> 
it was I, I was like I was like fucking eight years old yeah. and it was the best thing I'd ever seen. I had never seen drama unfold like I had there. <laughs> it was I I, I I I have gone back and watched that match so many times now oh, and I you... still watch it and I'm just like This is what the cool thing I've ever yeah. Made, yeah. And and um and Stone Cold in this I will say Stone Cold does have one line in this. Well, actually, it's it's more Sandler's response to him when he just says, "My boy is in Afghanistan," and Sandler just goes, "You raised him right." Yeah, that. I know earlier. I can't remember who what, but someone said, I think it was you, Kenny. Said like, "Oh, they do kind of stay away from like the bad stuff in this," and I was like, I was thinking about it, and I thought, "No, they don't." There are several. There are several quite bad moments. That being one of them. That, oh, that wasn't bad. But that was so silly. Like it was. <laughs> so there'd be all I wanted to yeah. say about Austin, who I love. He's my favorite wrestler ever, probably. And Austin has proven in his post wrestling career to be this like shocking empath, and like just mm. it's just this weird. It that is who he is. He's like a guy who before was you know, something you could do came out in favor of gay marriage and has always been in favor of, you know, equal rights and has always been, in, always been pushing, you know, women forward in the wrestling business in a way that like uh, wrestling has never been down to do. So there's really interesting. that character that he's playing. I almost wouldn't believe unless Steve Austin wasn't that guy in real life. Yeah. But that's he, what he would do in real life. Right, yeah. You yeah, could yeah. very easily cast someone else in that role and it would come across as very silly and very you just want to believe it yeah it's uh, it's uh, steve Can i also just say too really that nice like, he does and also like i like that the joke evolves from within like where he's like just punch me i'll go down actually you know what no one will believe that you could knock yeah. me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like the joke evolves it, it's i mean it's a good scene it is outside it is. of the, the, the pro-military whatever yeah yeah i mean so where, where, where are we removed from uh here comes the boom which ends with a shot of a f- american flag and someone yelling viva america and it's just um oh i my. mean it's a, it's a lot so when this came is up the... again in this one i was just like oh yes um, it reminds me so much of that shot in it is it spider-man 3 where at one point spider-man jumps in front of a huge like the, the american biggest flag, yeah. american flag yes. i've ever yes. seen in my life is that well, it's all, it's all of them, quite frankly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to. Um. I, I. I know. I was meant to mention this guy earlier, but I forgot. Um. Not my MVP for this week, but someone who, again, I think is doing great work. Um. And who was uh, Josh's MVP for? That's oh my yes. Boy. Yes. I it's um. Uh, it's Milo Ventimiglia. Fuck. In this yeah. Playing Milo. <laughs> Playing frat boy Milo. <laughs> <laughs> with his so bleach much. blonde hair and just like he's the oldest frat boy there i was just yeah, gonna say he's just like he's old enough to be taylor's dad ten, what, he's 42 at this 10. point <laughs> he's just See? like just he's so amped up in this role and again kenny this is why you have to watch that's my boy because he is insanely he, good in that's my boy it's the I best will watch performance that. i've you... ever seen the best comedy performance ever oh committed to film you wow. definitely sold it because that is <laughs> the, the, the frat boy shit. Okay, fuck it. I'll tell you who I think it's the best. Taylor Lautner's out of control. <laughs> Taylor Lautner but he's just is, flipping? He's just doing flips. flips? Like, like someone... It, You're going to hurt yourself. Stop. He's got, <laughs> he's got... Like, he's got something. 
that yeah. no one else figured out until this movie. He has this weird, like, he's somewhere in between, like, painfully insecure and disgustingly overly comp- confident. I mean, he's kind the of only playing, people- like, Randy Marsh from South Park, almost. Like, mm. um, he's reminding me of, like, when he goes to, like, the uh, game and is, like, uh, the sports game is, like, uh, fighting Bat Dad and stuff like that. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Like, that's Taylor Lautner's <laughs> character in this movie. Oh, funny. <laughs> and I, I, like, and, and you know, to, to circle back to, like, you know, the the, the quote-unquote bad villains of Grown Ups 1 being, like, the town losers... These yeah. are good villains. These are this is exactly who America like has figured out <laughs> seven, eight years later who we are who we should be going against. And they figured it out a while ago. <laughs> I kind like of the white Kenny and, and more boys. Kenny and I texted about this, and I said it has that that, that this storyline has a bit of a neighbors feel. Yeah, the, better the than Seth Neighbors, Rogen movie. I think it's better, of course. Mm. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, Neighbors yeah. is better than this movie. By <laughs> for our, for our, for our UK listeners, uh, that's Bad, bad neighbors. neighbors. Not the Australian soap opera. Bad Name Bowers, right? Yeah. <laughs> bad Name Bowers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Bowers. Uh, I, I, I quite enjoy Neighbors. I think Neighbors is a lot of fun. I actually yeah, kind I of like the, the second one as well. Um, it's you know, got a story and plot. More and bad neighbors. So it's got things <laughs> this movie doesn't have. But I think that, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't, yeah, frat boys suck. I think frat boys should be the villains in everything. I'm fine with that. <laughs> these and sorority girls. Frat boys, these particular frat boys, though, mm-hmm. uh, are not to go. I thought Neighbors was really fucking funny, too. I'm not knocking Neighbors. <laughs> Bad neighbors. Uh, I thought it was I really funny. It's and, so hard to and, make and, a bad Rose Byrne movie. Right, she's <laughs> the best. True. She's the best. And uh, and and I thought I thought Dave Franco and mm-hmm. um, and Zac Efron were perfect, but mm-hmm. th- this is so much funnier to me. This is this is heightened to you know to eleven to twelve to thirteen. Um, the like the ass smacking, it just it gets to something <laughs> like it gets to something about why these guys are right. so revolting. Sure. You know, uh, that neighbors like kind of doesn't neighbors yeah, softens it at the end, which is fine too. Like, don't get me wrong. It is certainly fine to find layers in your character and find a place where we end up, you know, these are human beings as well. That's fine for a more, you know, elevated yeah, sure. movie, but I don't need that. Sure. I need these fucking, <laughs> I need these fucking schmucks doing it and, and Taylor Lautner doing 15 flips in a row. Loved it. So no, fun listen, I, just to be clear, Taylor I am calling people fuckheads. <laughs> I am one all of my for, lines. I'm all for grown-ups to embracing a, a more Mike Lee Wong Kar Wai style of filmmaking of <laughs> right. of just you know plotless kind of you know formless I, I love a movie like that. That's fine. But I also like a movie that has, you know, a mm, screenplay and mm. stakes and character arcs and things like that too, sure. which is nice. Another kind that of movie. Like. Different strokes, different different, different, different kind of movie. Yeah. I, I mean I, I also think that one of the giant missteps with the first grown-ups was the the wives storylines were really bad i thought in the first one like i did not like way the way that those characters were painted in this film you didn't book our plane tickets yeah, yeah. yeah. just like bad sh- this i love the yoga scene i love all the 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 samahayek cherry terry stuff works really well maria bella's not in it very much but when she is she's you know she's She's funny, but like it just it's it, it it's it's painted in such a uh, 
I hate to say it, and this is such a crazy thing to say, but Grown Ups 2 has a much lighter touch than Grown Ups 1. Like yes. it just allows mm. stuff to exist. And that lighter touch has allowed these actors to just really feel comfortable and 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 funnier than they were in the first one. I mean, it's kind of what like um because I've been thinking about comedy sequels when we were sure. working up to this and like what I like. And it is very much what a kind of comedy sequel should be. It should be checking in with the people right. you like, people you've got on right. with. And um like it doesn't have to really go anywhere. Because the things we didn't like about the first one was that it tried to go somewhere. All we really want is just. I think we want we want a PE teacher, a gym teacher, to just go. Who wants to see me climb a rope, and then do it? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, just... I think I know what you're saying, Jack. I think that there's something. First and foremost, it should be said that the first film is built on the premise of, "Hey, you want to hang out with these comedy stars that are all friends?" Like th that's basically it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then and you it... leave the movie saying, "Not really." <laughs> yes. Right. But again. then they're but like, not, "Hey, you're saying but do really you want to do it again?" Sorry, Jack. What was you're that? saying it's not. It's not so much. Not really. I don't want to hang out with them. It's more you watch it. And you're like, well, they're not really friends. They're not yeah, really, true. Right. There's Fuck. not like it's. It hasn't convinced me. And you know, this is the reason I think we, apart from Josh, hadn't watched Grown Ups too because like we were <laughs> we were unconvinced. But then again, fucking. $247 million worth of people were convinced enough to be like, yeah. let's, uh, I want to, I want to get back into that world. I can't believe I, anyone, what did he anyone... do? What was, sorry, okay. go ahead. Sorry, Kenny. Go no, ahead. Just grown ups one sucks. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was just curious as to what Adam Sandler does after this. What is the film that he follows this up with? Blended. Oh, um... oh. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never seen blended. <laughs> yeah. I've never um, seen Blended either. Josh, you I, have? It was one of the first films I worked on as a <laughs> as a social media person. So I did the I did the UK social media for Blended. So I've seen it. Yes. So is Blended and Pixels, are those both Happy Madison pictures? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the only one that so like Meyerowitz isn't obviously. No. And Uncut Gems isn't. But no. other than that, you're doing the rest, right? No, so yeah, well, we've got, coming out, we got Blended, Paul Bart 2, Joe Dirt 2, Pixels, The Ridiculous Six, oh, God. The Do-Over, <laughs> Sandy the Wexler, The Do-Over, do yeah. uh, Sandy Wexler, The Week Of, Father of the Year, 100% Fresh, Murder Mystery, The Wrong Missy, Hubie Halloween, and at some point, Hustle will come out. Um, oh, shit, yeah. And, That'd be uh, exciting. We'll Unbelievable. You guys have really... Film. Yeah. Hustles no, I'm not I mean it's supposed to be a serious film. Uh hundred percent fresh should be fun. Yeah, no, no. Uh, what is fresh. that? I've never even heard of that. Hundred percent fresh is it's his stand up uh show. Oh, oh okay, okay. That'll be yeah. fun. That, got, that did get really good reviews. We've got a we've okay. got a guest lined up for that one who who should be fun as okay. well. So um uh I it's Chris I Rock. just wanna <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, one day, <laughs> giving it away. Did did anybody feel like the the big fight at the, the, essentially the third act of this movie is yeah a concert slash fight great party oh sorry concert into, party fight yeah into a Braveheart style fight yes 
Did anyone, <laughs> did anyone feel like um, it just sort of, I think you kind of alluded to this, Jack, of like the third act is like, and then there's a concert and a party and a fight. Like it, does, it just doesn't really feel like the movie kind of climaxes. I mean, yeah, I, have a, I just have a note way. that's just like the fight scene just reminded me of how weird this movie is. Yeah. Like while it's a I'm crazy watching it. fight scene. Like it's just sort of like. There's um, so much funny shit in it though. There's a lot when of Tim funny Tim Meadows stuff, is though. getting kind of messed up and Shaq just breaks through yes. the yes. dollhouse. Yes. Just, <laughs> just like break. Like, like just, it's so like. There's just again Gonzo masterpiece. I mean, like, one of all the of these was... little things. The smartest thing this movie does um, is by, you know, we've had all these characters be introduced throughout the movie and they've all been varying degrees of hilarious, um, but never <laughs> less than. Um, and, yeah, yeah. and the smartest thing is, is like, well, what do we do for the third act? Have a party, get them all together at once. <laughs> you know, so they're all together for a big fight scene. <laughs> like that's what movies should be <laughs> everything that's why i disagree yeah, with that i mean that's like a fucking avengers endgame steals this ending yes that's what this movie should be <laughs> this is the end of avengers endgame that's 100 true it's, it's just two groups like, of people wanting to walked so that avengers endgame could crawl it reminds me it reminds me a little more of uh of, of captain america civil war because you because you really know all the people on both sides in this that's one that's true that's true Hey, what's up? That's the end of the section. Us oh, producer Whitey here, by the way. Um, yeah, everything's back to normal now. So I'm gonna go and uh, get pegged by Eleanor again. Classic Tuesday night. Uh, goodbye. I mean, what a movie. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what else is there to say? Uh, no, there's fucking loads. There's, there's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I'm trying to think about the, the, uh, the the Chris Rock daughter stuff, where like that was the only one that I was like, I didn't see that arc or the the end of that arc coming. Yeah, I, so like, what is like the end of the arc is like, look, she's she's not gonna she's not gonna end up with Bumpty. No, no, like, but what I'm talking about is like the the reveal that she can sing. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll she, clue you guys in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. She's a real singer. Yeah. And right, right, uh, right. she's a, she, like many of the kids in this, she's a Disney channel. A Disney kid, right, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Her and Cameron Boyce. Cameron Boyce, exactly. Ones. So, like, people like uh, my kids know exactly who she is. And putting her in a movie where she, her name's China Ann McLean, putting her in a movie mm. where she doesn't sing, I think is weird. Uh, for got some you, people, you. so it's almost this is a like it's almost like an arc outside of the movie uh, that has nothing to do with anything. But yeah, right. she's gonna sing it something. But point. I mean, they, they they bring it up, and you know, like because she Bumpty's speaking his rhymes, and oh, yeah, um, and he's and and she's like, oh, I just sing in the shower. <laughs> I didn't like that when when she sings, Bumpty is kind of like, stop doing that. Yeah, oh, he's not the one. nicest guy. Well, that's his no, character. He's like, so that's a character like... piece. That's a good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's a character piece. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I just, I was sad that that was the note we had to go out on on Bumpty. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but I, you know, 
it's 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 what it is. But yeah, I I think it's very clear that like Sandler has two girls who would have been of the age to watch Disney Channel, and like he's right. like, oh, I'm gonna cast because he then goes on to appear in um, uh, Jesse and Chris Rock appears in an episode of Ant Farm. So right, you know, they, there's there's very nice Disney Channel synergy with the Happy Madison team. Maybe mm. we should cover those episodes, Josh. What I really <laughs> like about uh, this this little tangent we just went on was the way Phil started it by saying uh, that was the only storyline he didn't feel like working. I didn't really like of get the it. of the thirty five in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, just, all, I think all thirty-five other characters had a distinct beginning, middle, and end. It's all great stuff. All great stuff. All yeah. great stuff. You know, it's from, wild as it does. I mean, I feel like I didn't really talk about why I love Braden. Or Brandon yeah, please, please, please. Yeah. Like Z-Dog. just a bit. Z-Dog. He gets Z Dog, Z Dog, Z Dog, Z Dog. Gets off the train. With the picture that's just like a stick figure with long hair, <laughs> with just an arrow saying him, and he goes, "Yeah, that's the guy." <laughs> Great stuff. Or like, is there something like he's funny. like, "I got rid of the hat." Yeah, incredible. There's that bit. There's like when when he goes to the party, or no, when they go to like the death drop quarry or whatever. Yeah. Which, like, shout out to UK audiences who were brought up as children being like, stay away from quarries no matter what. Why were you, why are you fearful of quarries? I don't know. It's kind of like how... I wasn't school, brought I up like... with a fear of quarries. Because I love the Flintstones. Oh. No, I mean... I guess I had a fear of quarries like, from the Flintstones movie space. where Pebbles and Bam Bam were trapped in that in thing by Kyle McLachlan. What um, happens in what happens in wild. quarries, guys? It's where, uh, they, it's where you, they dig up coal and No, I know what minerals. a quarry is. But what, <laughs> but what happens in quarries So the that... whole thing about quarries was like, don't, because normally they get filled with water and it was basically like, don't go swimming in a quarry. Some kid died, right? Like, yeah, one kid died like 400 years ago and they were like, never swim in a quarry. You could, sw- you could slip and hit your head on some rocks. Yeah. That's that scary. I thing. get it. I'm with it. And then they, they jump in a quarry later. But yeah, there's a bit where he <laughs> sees the sign and it says, the sign says, like, keep out. And he goes, like, keep out. That makes me want to go in. It's <laughs> 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 great. That was good. There's that. And then he's like, oh, this is lame. And then the two kids, the, the Fader kid and Chris Rock's kid, are like, oh, let's go. And then Braden sees the the hot honeys and is like no stay and then there's just the random shot of him lying on a lilo after jumping in it yeah. zooms in mm-hmm. and he just says summertime <laughs> Brain, with Brain a thumbs me. up and it's just yeah. like despite the, the fucking vibe of this film that's is, the, definitely the vibe unparalleled yeah. despite the fact that like Braden saw the, the as you described hot honeys um, uh, the high um it, when he is in the port he's when he's in the the water he seems to be like separate from yeah he's just them. like divorced from everything <laughs> he's... he's just vibing on his own just all, like he's having a great time i do like the plot of um of uh young master fader and young master chris Rockson of um uh, them pretending to be college kids and um uh just getting um pretending to be drunk and how that again comes out um again with the the driving scene the driving side of the scene with with uh, Steve Buscemi which again 
doesn't really wrap up because it's just like you're drinking and then uh he passes his driver's like his test it's good stuff it is good i mean i I, i'm trying to think of like the (laughs) there's the there's the ballet recital as well where they get like a police escort to the ballet recital (laughs) (laughs) i am the law Movie, I mean, this Dante, movie. Pizza Dante is a delight. <laughs> He's incredible. He's a delight. I, I do want to say, Phil made a point of saying, like, this movie is incredibly silly. It has a very silly vibe, but it's really stupid. And I'm like, no, it's just silly, not stupid. This part is stupid. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this part is stupid. Like, and this, like, the part that leads to this is the uh, is that is it the tire scene that leads to this? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, we're which again, we're stuck in the tire. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 most incredible special effect I've ever seen. Oh, I love that. Or the vomit, or the, or no, the tire itself. No, just vomit the tire bouncing down with with a sort of CGI David Spade stuck oh, in. Yes. I love the I, I love the idea that there's a CGI model of David Spade on someone's uh, computer. Somewhere. The only thing that I can compare it to is in Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean two. When they're on with those the wheel? giant wheels. Oh yeah, and they're fighting on top of them. I love how that scene begins in not in, in Pirates 2, which I'm sure is fine, really? <laughs> but um, in Grown Ups 2, sure, sure. Um, when they're Better just sequel. outside, outside, yeah, they're just outside the uh, the um, <laughs> the garage, and they're like, Sandler is like looking at the tire, and he's just like, I can't get him now. You yeah. get him. <laughs> <laughs> And Spade is like, okay, well, uh, I'll get him there. I guess I'll get him there. And and then, like, Sandler gets a phone call so he doesn't catch him. (laughs) (laughs) But also, the way he got, like, a fucking Free Stooges shot. (laughs) And the way Shaq just lets it hit him in the dick to stop it, that's great. It's incredible. Yeah, I got a laugh from when they, yeah, they, like, drive up the police car, and instead of opening the door, Shaq just fucking kicks it out. Incredible. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. that was just, that was just, like, again, we've said it a thousand times on this, just everyone could do what they want. Like, there was, like, like fucking hell, like, Dugan didn't direct this, this directed itself, and it <laughs> yes. did it masterfully. It's jazz. It's, like, it's jazz. everybody, everybody it's jazz. is doing their own thing in concert. Sure. It's it's amazing to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to say though that um, that one of the storylines that I thought was a little undercooked was the mm. Kevin James mother stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's a weird one. Which doesn't mm. totally. I mean, like, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I mean, it's it's just not funny. It's just sad. Yeah, <laughs> and also it doesn't really go to serve so much because it then turns out that like. Maria Bella turns up, finds him there, and he's like, "You haven't been giving me enough attention." Yeah, <laughs> and um, and then she and gets him a lap dance from some children. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> yeah. of an odd one. Be, not the best, not their fun. best work. I would, I would agree. I, I'm gonna bump my grade down <laughs> one point because. Of I, mean, <laughs> I know, I know, Phil. Earlier, you were saying like, uh, you know, this this one does better by the women with the yoga scene and but stuff like stuff that. But that stuff doesn't work. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, I, I, I think sadly, like Maria Bello and Maya Rudolph don't have so much to do in this one. Um, mm. Yeah, Maya is still funny though. Jokes. Her leads, Maya's her lines still land. Like, I still think she's funny. She also um, seems, but she seems way more comfortable with this movie as well. Like, she seems yes, comfortable yes. in this movie and like com- mm. more comfortable with its content. Yes. Than the last not, one, not like not so embarrassed to be there anymore. Yeah. 
I agree with um, that. 100%. You know, because, like, look, there are people in this movie who are better than this movie. Right? Like, Maya yes. Rudolph is better than, than these people, than this movie. Buscemi's better than these people, than this, than this movie. Chris Rock is better than this. But uh, the, the last Shaq time that was... Shaq damn it. Shaq is better than this. But uh, the last one, that was, like, painfully obvious. This one, right. it really doesn't feel that way. This one, it feels like everyone kind of found their level. You I know? agree with that. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I, I would say, like, probably despite the fact that the first one isn't good, they probably just had quite a good time making it, and that's why they've come back. I don't think you'd right. come back and do this if you didn't enjoy the people you were spending your time with. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. Can I ask, like, it's Ken, like, Kenny, I have a, a pregnancy question for you. Sure, I've been pregnant. Uh, <laughs> because, so Roxanne, the Sasama Hayek's character at the end, surprises Lenny by saying that she's pregnant with their mm. fourth child, if I'm not mistaken. Y- yes, it's a fourth And child. there's an earlier, they're walking in a parking lot, and they see a mother with four kids, and they're just like, four kids is a fucking nightmare. Like, three is, is the sweet True. spot. Uh, what are True. your thoughts on that? Oh, I don't... Four kids is the dream. <laughs> So that's it was that out for you. That's your, that's no, your I just I just mean uh, it's it's the surprise <laughs> pregnancy thing in terms of storyline where I'm just sort of like, it's also like Selma Hayek in this new what is it, the bodyguard's wife's hitman or whatever where like yeah, Selma it Hayek is called uh, like given its full title properly it's just called Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife. They've dropped the the, and it is just Hitman's. Is bodyguard's that the order? Wife. Anyway, that is it. What, um, hitman's wife's bodyguard. <laughs> I be- Hitman's bodyguard. I believe it's wife. Hitman's wife's bodyguard. But then it doesn't matter. Point is, she's fifty-four years old, and we're supposed to believe that she's that she wants to have kids. Like, is she? Is that wait, something? Wait, she's that's- fifty-four in the movie. Well, no, she's fifty-four in real life. Today, correct. In this then? moment that, that we're living in. No, no, no. Not grown-ups. Today, she's fifty-four. Oh, that's about the Hitman's wife bodyguard. Is about her having more kids. She wants to have more kids. She wants to have a kid. She, I think she wants to have the first kid. Correct. With, with Samuel Jackson. All right, so that one like, I... Like, what? He's like... He's 70, 72. 72. Uh, <laughs> so, so... Yeah. Selma Hayek at 54, unlikely she could have more children. Correct. Uh, is, it, uh, is it better to have four kids than three? Undoubtedly. Um, is the surprise pregnancy uh, a uh, cool... Deus Ex Machina? Is it a Deus Ex Machina? Whoa! I used to be a comedy writer. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> uh, so, is it a Deus Ex Machina? Uh, no, not really. I don't think it is because they're 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 certainly kind of hinting out at it and around right, it all movie. Right, right, that okay. one doesn't feel like out of nowhere. Uh, because the whole time she's like, "Do you want to have another kid? Do you want to have another kid?" Turns out I'm pregnant. I see where she's coming because he's super okay. reluctant. Um, okay. but, she does uh, have one of the weaker acting moments in the film at that point, where he yells at her and she sort of walks away crying. Correct. Sort of like, oh yeah, that's very good. <laughs> Some that's very good. Again, it understands the assignment. You don't want realistic crying in this. You want money. That, that might be true. I, I think Samhike is obviously beyond belief gorgeous mm-hmm. and Correct. also uh has has a charm to her mm-hmm. i also think um salma hayek comma oscar nominee is one of the silliest phrases in the world uh <laughs> i mean she is i can't think of i i'm not sure i can think of a sillier oscar nominee outside of uh the silliest i could think of 
maybe you guys can top this, is Eric Roberts, comma, Oscar nominee. What's he been nominated for? He was a runaway train, right? Maybe twice, dude. He was nominated for Star 80, I think. Wait, but she was nominated for Frida. Like, she's good in Frida. She deserved her nomination in Frida. People get nominated for weird movies. I mean, yeah, like, uh, I'd say, like, the weirdest one, it's not like the person shouldn't be nominated, though. He's not my favorite, but I I was just thinking the other day how fucking weird it is that Sean Penn got an Oscar nomination for I Am Sam. Sure, Mm. sure. It It was a dark time. It was a weird so, time. Like, I, but I was, I was looking into it. Like, no other awards bodies gave him that nom. Like, no major ones gave him that nom. Like, no were, BAFTA, no Golden Globe. You were right, Jack. Just it was Runaway Train. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for Star 80. Uh, uh, but can I also... You know, it's funny. You brought up... You bring up Sean Penn. I was watching uh, Lost in Translation again the other day, which I, I still love, and I think it's a great movie. I, I still think... Mm. I think Bill Murray should have won over I Sean like Penn in Mystic, in Mystic River, but that's just me. I, I just... he should have. Mm. Right? I I mean, yeah. like, and I love Clint, complete, but of course he should have. Yeah, the person's a complete jackass. But the other nomination I really love that year is um, Johnny Depp in Pirates One. Like, that yeah. is yeah. a wild nomination. Yeah, maybe it doesn't win over Bill Murray, but like, yeah, yeah over Sean Penn. I just think about um, I think about two thousand and one as as just a really one of the biggest whiff years, in my opinion. <laughs> and I think you know, I look at like Mulholland Drive, uh, Royal Tenenbaums. I look at, like, Robert Altman mm. and David Lynch mm. losing Best Director to Ron Howard, and I'm just like... It's, that's my it's, that's it's, my fucking fever dream nightmare. <laughs> like. And seeing Lost in Translation, you know, not win... Like, Lost in Translation is, is far better than A Beautiful Mind. Like, it's all just kind of crazy to me, but it's what it so is. So it's Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Most films are better than A Beautiful Mind. That's right. That's, that's very true. true. Um, as we're talking about awards, shall we talk about the Grown Ups 2 awards? Yes. Fuck yeah. Um, look at me moving shit along. Um, That's such a good segue. It's so professional. Thank you. And that like a grown up, bring them- too. <gasps> Quickly before I um, I get onto, uh, onto the awards. Yes. Um, uh, uh, just to mention, we talked a little bit up top, but Grown Ups 3 yes. wasn't happening. Josh, you mentioned just now that you interviewed Salma Hayek about Grown Ups 3. I did, and I went off script while I was interviewing her about Hitman's Bodyguard 1 and asked her specifically... Samuel L. Jackson looked very confused the whole way through, but Salma Hayek <laughs> did answer about Grown Ups 3, uh, saying that they would love to do it. Um, well, sure. and I would love it. to see it. <laughs> um, you've worked in the past with Adam Sandler, and there's a lot of talk about Grown Ups 3 being in the works. Do you have any news on that at all? The only thing I know is that my daughter keeps asking me this question and begging me to like get it going. Why don't you produce it, mom, so we can go back on vacation with the sandwich. <laughs> She's best friends ah, okay. with the kids since they're one. Mm. So uh, for her, those the memory of those movies, I also did one with Kevin James, who also has the kids the so. same age, girls that Adam was producing. So as far as she's concerned, it's like, when are we going on vacation with our friends again, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know exactly. Yeah, there's been some talk, but I don't know exactly when. Cool. All right, thank you so, thank so much Thank you. But, but I'm anxious. Go... I didn't know that. I'm anxious. <laughs> Maria Bello said in an interview that, you know, people have talked about it and we've heard it might happen. Okay. Uh, in, in, tw- in January 2020, we remember it well, 
a comedian named uh, Tom Sharpling gained attention mm-hmm. for uploading an unofficial and unaffiliated grown-ups free script okay. to uh, the internet. Um, I, uh, what was it about? Did anyone read it? I, I've read the first three pages, okay. and it opens, okay. it opens on uh, Rob Schneider's character's funeral. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it is, again, just all the guys Perfect. going yeah. back to number one, I getting together that. for a funeral. It's great. That's great. Um, I think that's a good idea. Uh, it does kind of bother me that, that I think the internet, at least the, uh, the, the smart people on the internet, think that this is an ap- appropriate punching bag. Yeah. It's not. I agree. It's, better, <laughs> it's better than anything you jerks can do. Can I just say, speaking of punching bags, last night I watched Jersey Girl for the first time, the uh, the mm. Ben Affleck Kevin Smith movie, and I'm not. Classic I'm certainly. I'm, I'm certainly. I assume, I assume that means you've seen every other movie ever made. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I was. Does I, it? Will it surprise you to know that I had a poster for Jersey Girl on my wall as a teenager? Shocks me. God. That is pretty shocking. <laughs> but I, I had never seen the film. Uh, I, my roommate and I had a friend over. We watched it. Doesn't matter. Long story short, that movie, and I'm not sitting here asking for a reclamation on Kevin Smith by any stretch of the imagination, but that movie does not deserve to be the punching bag that it was. Like, I know Gigli. Mm. I get what happened with Gigli, and everything in its path seemed to be just like, you know, an open season. That movie is surprisingly competent and, like, actually is, yeah, like, a pretty decent rom com. I'd say, Jessica, I haven't right. seen it in a few years, but I'd say it's from memory, it's a pretty functional like 2.5 yeah, that, freestyle yeah it's, it's a totally fine so, anyway i just i it was similar to what jersey you were girl, saying kenny it, 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 i think jersey girl like it, considering the shitstorm <laughs> that was around those two people yeah. and how mm. hard people went at Geely like appropriately what a disaster like jersey girl was to me at least was always talked about as like the much better one of those two movies. Oh, for sure, I mean, for Jennifer sure. Jennifer Lopez sure. is hardly in it. Well, she she's, in, right? she's like, in about 20, 25 minutes of that film. She's she's yeah. in more of it than you remember her being it. But I think, Kenny, to your, to your point, like, this was, a, this was, like, Jersey Girl was ready, locked and loaded to come out, and then Gigli was such a turd, they pushed Jersey Girl, they re-edited it, they mm. remarketed the whole, like, this thing was just like, they were just yeah, trying to yeah. save themselves. Whereas, had Jersey Girl come out before Gigli, I think that Jersey Girl might have actually been, like, a hit. But it is what it is. Well, I mean, speaking of punching bags... Yes, that was my point, yes. The awards um, are completely favorable awards for this one. Again, we don't talk about the Razzies. Fuck Um, the Razzies. uh, But uh, this was nominated at um, a a regular awards body we talk about on this. Alliance of Women Film Journalists... (gasps) Yes, yes, um, yes. This was nominated for their for their Hall of Shame award. Oh, unfair. Um, along, um, it loses to the Counselor, um, the Ridley Scott movie. Oh, for fucking a is, car! Wow. Yeah, I guess so. And that movie so that was crazy. Like Cameron Diaz. Yeah. yeah. Fucking she, on a yeah. car movie. She fucks the windshield. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, mean, not one of my favorite movies. Better, better like, than eating. Um, did she bird shit off it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, also nominated for that award was Movie 43. Um, oh. This was also nominated at the Alliance of uh, Women Film Journalists for a sequel or remake that shouldn't have been made alongside Kick-Ass 2, The Hangover Part 3. Loses uh, in a tie to Carrie and Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm. I just find these are very strange I have a question. Is the, yes. This is the Alliance of Women 
Women Film Journalists. This is you the said? Al- the Alliance of Women Film Journalists. This seems like like the covert Razzies. They're just they're they're Razzies. Yeah, yeah. No, but they have they have they have um, positive awards as well. But they also do their <laughs> their negative ones. <laughs> sound like a I bunch mean, of sc- sound like a bunch of scolds to me. I mean, we're gonna count like the next award is uh, the Houston Film Critics Society, where again this wins Worst Picture. Um, nominated up against The Good Day to Die Hard, Olympus Has Fallen, Scary Movie 5, and The Lone Ranger. Woo! Fuck putting both Lone Ranger and Grown Ups 2. I know Lone Ranger has its problems, but that train sequence is one of the best action sequences I've seen in a film. It's a great, it's a great um, sequence. Um, Whatever. So, Te- fuck, fuck Texas, too. How about that? Go ahead. <laughs> what else you got? Oh, what, what else you got, got? Jack? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, of course, the Internet Film Critics Society nominated. Uh, we ga- I gave gave this worst film. Uh, no other. All those geniuses on the internet. <laughs> on the internet. Get a real yeah. job. But hey, <laughs> hey, it's not all bad. Oh, okay. It's it won an bad. Oscar. It wins favorite movie actor at the kids film choice awards. Well, there you go. The there kids you go. always know what's up. There you go. The That's right. Always, the kids. The kids Adam get Sandler. it. Sandler beats out Johnny Depp for The Lone Ranger, Neil Patrick Harris for The Smurfs 2, and Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man 3. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> yeah, that feels right. Christ. It's the right winner. Um, That's the right winner. At the Oklahoma... History will smile Critics... upon the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> at the Oklahoma Film Critics Circle Awards, it wins obviously worst film. <laughs> um... Uh, um also, they also have a category for not so obviously worst film, which was won by August Osage County. That's a good <laughs> film. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Not. But hey, look around. You're in Oklahoma. Don't worry, because what? the people are about to speak. The People's <gasps> Choice Awards. What are they choosing, Jack? They're choosing the favorite comedic movie, Josh. <gasps> oh, what have they, they chosen? They don't choose Grown Ups. Fuck too. off! What did they choose? <laughs> they choose they choose The Heat, um, yeah. which I'd say Grown Ups 2 is a better movie than The Heat. Um, also nominated is Instructions Not Included, The Hangover Part 3, and We're the Millers. Instructions mm. Not Included is the, uh, is the Eugen- Gabriel... Eugenio uh, yeah. Derbez. Yeah. Derbez film, yeah. Who, um, who, uh, oh, Eugenio, he's part yeah. Of, yeah, yeah a part of the Happy Madison family. For um, uh, Jack, uh, and Jill. Jack and Jill. Yeah. I mean, Hangover 3 is a fucking terrible movie. It is yeah, <laughs> unwatchable. Um, we're now over at the Teen Choice Awards, and guess what? It's going good for grown-ups too. There you go. <laughs> the teens get it. They get it. It it wins best oh. choice movie hissy fit oh. for Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Fuck yes. That's why the teens like. All right, it. all right. <laughs> Beating out Despicable Me Too, Pitch mm. Perfect, The Heat, mm. and White House Down. All fantastic hissy fit <laughs> Guys, was 2013 the worst year in cinema? Like, what the no, fuck were the... No, we, no did, 20... we did 2011. Yeah, 2011. 2011, was 2011. The fucking dirtbag year of movies. <laughs> Alright, fair um, enough. It, the teens also nominated this for Choice Summer Movie Comedy. Loses to Despicable Me Too. Fine. Um, uh, also nominated Monsters University, The Heat, and The Internship. Sure, fair point. And, okay. um... And Better sadly, than the Golden Globe f- comedies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And sadly, we finish on the Village Voice film poll, where it's nominated for worst film. 
Mm-hmm. It, it, it only it gets to. Um, I'll, I'll read them from. But fifth place goes to To the Wonder. Um, third place. Wait, tied... the, Ter- the Terrence Malick film. The Terrence Malick. Film. Oh my god! See these? <laughs> yeah. Right. Go. Uh, third place tied is um, Pain and Gain and Grown Ups Two. Fuck. Um, People love second Pain and Gain. Great. Second place is a Good Day to Die Hard. Oh yeah. my god. The, the over- yeah, Good Day to Die Hard is a bad movie. Um, uh, and then the overall winner, which, fuck off, is Only God Forgives. It's not great, but fucking hell, worst film That's That's crazy. I guess year. maybe that's, like, the expectation. I don't fucking care about wow. that expectations. Just watch a fucking movie. Like, trust me, there are worse movies they will have seen yeah. in Only God Forgives that year. That is yeah. weird. Yeah. Only God Forgives. That's bizarre. It's, you know what that is? That's just, like, we're fucking cool. Um... Yeah, I know we've true. got a hard out with you, so shall yes. we rush through our MVPs? Let's do MVPs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Kenny, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I said mine earlier. Taylor Lautner. I'd also give it to every single character in the movie. Um, <laughs> but Taylor Lautner really was uh, really was a cut above. Um, so funny, so naturalistic. Like, har- <laughs> like, 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 just giving an A plus performance. Um, uh, honorable mention goes to. Uh, honorable mention goes to Milo, who was amazing next to him, yes. almost unrecognizable with that hair. Yep. Um, and as, also my friend Jimmy Tetra, who had one line as the uh, the third frat yes. boy. Um, oh, I love cool. Jimmy Tetra so fucking much. He's a great guy. Uh, and then uh, LVP, obviously, you know, goes to nobody. It's a great film. But um, <laughs> who who did I dislike anything in this film? Jesus yes, Christ. I disliked one thing in this film, so I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give LVP to the running gag about the muscly chick. Uh, yeah, I thought that was yes. pretty whack. So, yeah. I thought that was pretty yeah. whack and pretty embarrassing, and the kind of shit that uh, even though there was a bit of a reclamation at the end with David claim David Spade basically claiming that that's his one true love, it was uh, super. It, transphobic is not exactly the right term. But yeah. um, I mean, it, it, it's kind of there. They talk. They talk about her but having. It, um, they talk about her having a penis and all this kind of stuff. It's, like, it's yeah, there. it's just shitty. I mean, I think it's just. I think it is transphobic. I think the shitty. Uh, the shittier idea is this idea that women have to look a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly straight women have to look a certain way. That you know, once you look at a way that's not, you know, adhering to, to beauty standards, um, uh, and generally that is facially or having to do with being overweight yeah. which is skinny but uh, this is also something that women are allowed to be and that was whack but aside from that the movie was awesome um yeah no, so it's... so my mvp i mean honestly i just it, it's it's steve buscemi I, steve buscemi really can do no wrong <laughs> as far as i'm concerned like i, I honestly he's just whatever he's in he just absolutely understands what he's in. Like, there's some mm. actors where, like, they're just locked into it. They just get it. And the fact that this guy can show up and do a couple days on Grown Ups 2 and kill it and then go off and do, like, I mean, like, fucking Ghost what World or whatever. Like, you're just like, yeah, time, Boardwalk yeah. or who knows. It just, just, just tremendous. He's great. I had no expectation that he would return. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, of course. Like after the first one, you don't think he's going to come back. When he, when he showed up, I was like, oh, is he even playing the same character? And then when he makes a reference yeah, to the fact that he's like, yeah, had yeah. to stand this, like, I was like, great. It's great. Amazing. We love it. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated that. I thought he was fantastic. I really did. I, I mean, if I had to think of an, 
of an LVP or however we're calling that. I mean, it it, yeah, it yeah. might very well be Kevin James, who who just <laughs> is just not very good in this. He doesn't have much to do, and he's not really given a particularly great storyline. But like, I'm sorry, you're. I feel like you're minimizing burp snarting. Uh, right. no, I'm not. I'm, not I'm giving it. it just its due. That was hilarious. <laughs> no, it was. I, I do like that. Um, it comes snot. out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I, I just I, like all burp snarts do. <laughs> they just channel yeah, they're, the, they're, the, yeah. uh, the energy of the universe. Burp I just I, I just he really. Uh, truth be told, I, I don't actually think that Chris Rock is has much to do in this movie either. He has he doesn't really have any. He, he fucks with his mother-in-law. Yeah, I, he's, he's, he's certainly better than Kevin James. Kevin James really kind of evaporates into the background of this movie, mm. um, despite his size i felt like he just kind of didn't really make much of an impression um yeah i just i don't know i, I just he just didn't really work for me in this i i and by the way he didn't really work for me in the first one either but i like kevin james fine he is i don't dislike him as an actor i just felt like this film just he didn't really the only moment that i, I really know. liked was when he and unfortunately this does lit tie into a burp snart but like is when his <laughs> when he discovers that, that his son is like a piano you know genius yes yeah and then Funny. he does Great a burp out. snart and we're supposed to be like i'm a genius too it was the only moment yes. that like was kind of anyway that's those are mine uh, for me i i mean for me the mvp it's um it is uh sherry O'Terry. i i think like her her role like she's so funny she plays it so well like like i could have watched like i i'm so sad that i don't see her in more stuff i think she is really fucking funny um she's the type of person who should have shown up in barb and star um, yeah, yeah. She did uh, wreck me from that, like that one Curb Your Enthusiasm series. Oh, like she was God. the DVD menu <laughs> that just goes on loop, and it's her going like, and that just goes on and on and on. And I, I've fallen asleep to that DVD so many fucking times and woken up to it at three in the morning, just like fucking nightmares. She's so funny, but still an impression, an impact. Yeah, she's great, and yeah, I just want more of her. Uh, and my LVP is just um, why the fuck couldn't they find room for Norm Macdonald in this movie? That's oh, a good question. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Where's my Norm? Yep. Kill you. No Norm. They get him in one shot in the first one. You can't even squeeze him in in the fucking party scene. Fuck mm-hmm. off. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Right. Good point. Lost, what about you, Josh? Uh, my MVP is summertime. Just like the concept of the season, I just like like the whole like the whole the whole film was like I loved it when earlier you were talking about like yeah this is like the days and confused movie like I just I just love it that it is that like that cusp I'm so of, like, fucking on board with you right now that just like that cusp and especially like with the yeah. heat currently after like a horrible winter and just having like a fun movie that's just like unstructured it's in the way that like a summer holiday that's a, is that's a great pick. like a summer a vacation like I, this whole Josh, i'm kind of just... i'm kind of hard right now <laughs> all right you kind of like no <laughs> i'm gonna cut that that's not good <laughs> <laughs> you just you've done it for me but like yeah i just i just love it that. like the... <laughs> i'm gonna cut that but like the yeah just like the sun rays that permeate this film and yeah. and come out of the screen it's, it's, it's beautiful it's beautiful What's your um, LVP? 
winter. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, kind of. No, it's basically exactly the same as Kenny. Just like yeah, all those jokes about the um yeah. about the muscular yeah. woman, and then and then also one moment I was very let down by my best boy Milo, when he had one line where he did an impression of Salma Hayek's voice. Yeah, mm. and that was a bit like I'm you know I'm disappointed. But we're supposed to hate these people, Josh. I know. That's true. I know. But he still did it. He could have given that to Taylor. I wouldn't have given such a shit. Yep. But just seeing my best boy do it. Yep. Those are my my two bits. I have Um, a question for you guys. Yeah. A serious question. One. Two-part question. Uh, Do you ever think you will watch a Happy Madison movie when you're done with this podcast again? And two, will it be this one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have been thinking about how much like I just think this film is like immensely watchable mm. and um, I could very like if I'm if I'm building a, a like a, a bird cage or whatever I do in my spare time I can cut the song in this movie on in the background <laughs> what kind of whimsical <laughs> life do you lead <laughs> I got a great life you don't, have no bu- you don't have no bird cage skills no no um, yeah, you know. Um, I, I wish I had the kind of life like I did when I was a child where I could just throw movies on, where you just watch movies on over and over again. Yeah, yeah. You know, that just doesn't happen anymore, at least not in my life. But if Do you know what I... Yeah. I think about this all the again. fucking time. I think about how, as a child, I miss fucking, like, discovering movies. I remember the first time I watched Gross Point Blank and being like, what the fuck, this is incredible. Sure. And, like, I don't... I, I, I mean, yeah, obviously there are films I haven't seen that I, like, fucking grown-ups too. But you I, choose, you choose cool to try to discover yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. instead, like, it just, like, stumbling upon yeah. something. And you know what? It's, uh, it's a shame that, like, uh, regularly scheduled TV doesn't exist anymore. You that's should do a podcast where you have to watch every movie from a year. And you have don't no do expect you that have is no such expect, a good idea. You don't. Well, it's you not don't a great idea. It. It's don't not a great wrong, idea. But it's you, fine. You, <laughs> you you have no expectations for any movie after three years, and then <laughs> they surprise you. Do wind up discovering yeah. things. It's so true. yes, that's yeah. how I've discovered movies recently. But yeah, outside of that, no. I, I wonder if you if you want to like beautifully segue that into. Uh, oh wait, did you have another question? No. The question was, do you, the, the, the B of this was, oh. would you watch this again? Because I would love to be in a situation where me and my family could just throw this on and enjoy it. But like, hmm. even, as a, even as a family, I feel too much pressure to maximize every viewing experience. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, re-watching yeah. a movie like, necessarily hmm. lowers the, the, the potential on the ceiling. I know what you mean. There are certain movies that I can watch all the time. Like, I watch Wayne's World an awful lot, and I watch There's Something About Mary over and over. Great flip. But, like, there's, uh, like, there's ones that you just... But you know what I'm going to say? Once all this pandemic is over, I say we all get together. <laughs> we get in a room, and we put on Grown Ups 2, and we just laugh together. We just vibe out. We just summertime As long as it, you baby. bring that pen, Josh, I'm in. There you go. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I will come to London and do it. Are you guys in London? I, there's only one city <laughs> in England, London. right? Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. Yeah. You, fl- you fly to Heathrow, yeah. everyone lives within 15 minutes of the airport. We'll, f- right? we'll, rent, we'll rent out a fucking Odeon and we'll wow. play all right. All right, I'm in. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> all right. That sounds good. Kenny's got to go. thank you. Kenny's got to go. Um, go. Do you want to go and Phil, do you want to... Do you want to plug or... Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, please uh, check out podcasts like it's 1999. Uh... 
you know, we've got a, a Patreon podcast like it's 1989. Uh, please subscribe to that as well. It uh, helps, obviously, helps our podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Kenny and I. Kenny's at Nybart uh, on Twitter. Sure, pal. And I'm at uh, PM Iscove. And uh, please check out uh, at Podcast Like It's. Thank you guys really so much for joining good. us. Please. It's Thank that you for podcast is so fucking good. Please oh, go listen to it. It's been incredible. I was again. listening to the Drop Dead Gorgeous episode earlier today uh, just because I'd rewatched the movie it's, again recently. It's a good one, man. Jared, Jared is on fire on that episode. He's a, it's, we love <laughs> it's really great. It's, so. Thank you so All much right, for having us, guys. Great. This was Thank an absolute pleasure. Us. No, Thank you. Peace out. Bye, guys. Uh, Josh, you and I will wrap up. It's been great having the guys from uh, from Podcast Like It's 1999 on. But, Josh. Where can people find you? Oh, people can find me at P A P S B Y. At P A P S B Y. That's at Papsby. And it rhymes with Marvin's Room. Beautiful. Jack, where can people find you? The reason we have to do it like that is because then you can pass back to me and then I can pass to you. And you can uh, then tell me uh, where people can find the show. Oh, that's nice. Otherwise. That's very nice. Um, Josh, uh, if, um, you <laughs> can find me at JFG and Digital 3D across so many different platforms, yeah. such as uh, Blinkster, uh, Mobius Strip, um, yeah. Lawnmower Man, yeah. and Thursday. Um <laughs> Josh, yeah. do you, is there anything you'd like to say to our dear listeners? Huh? Yes, you can come. Like, blah, 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 blah. You what? Fucking, yes, you can contact us. Oh yeah, no, I'd love to. I'd love to say, if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, then uh, you can follow us at TrueHatMad or send us an email at TrueHatMad at gmail.com something lovely there or most importantly because it feeds my ego the most if you've enjoyed this episode uh, despite its possible um, audio challenges throughout that we will that th- this line might not mean anything to you listeners yeah. if so that means I've done a very good job but it's that, most if likely so, that means you've cut it Huh? You've cut this. If, this, if that's if that's so, that means you've cut this. No, part. I'm keeping this whole bit in either way okay. because if if there aren't audio problems, I want you to know how good a job I've done. And if there are audio problems, I want you to know anyone can start a podcast. You don't have to have any audio skills. So yeah, <laughs> um, leave us a review and a rating. Five stars is nice. Six is better. Seven, eight, nine. This is cannibal. Um, yeah, and that that's it. What are we doing next week? Blended! Oh yeah, blended. Fuck, sorry, that didn't come out. <laughs> Shit. Come on, guys. Come back to see us for Blended next week. It's You'll love shit. it. Yeah. That's what I hear. <laughs> um, <sighs> and as always, Ach, Horshit. I don't know. Very good. Goodbye! Bye! You can do it! Truly, happily, truly, happily.